Good morning, everyone, and welcome into the eighth episode of Topper Talk, a podcast presented to you each Friday morning by the Comitites Herald and the WKU Herald Sports Section. I'm Drake Kaiser, the sports editor of the Comitites Herald, and as always, we're going to be covering athletic discussion and news at WKU. I'm joined in the studio by our producer, Mark Webster, and later in the show, you'll be hearing from several of our beat reporters who will tell you everything you need to know about the Hilltoppers and the Lady Toppers. You'll also hear from the WKU coaches and coordinators our staff has spoken with throughout the week. So, with all that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. All right, guys, we now welcome on football beat writer Alec Jesse, who's going to give you guys the recap of what happened last weekend on homecoming against Charlotte and give you guys a little bit of preview for WKU's trip down to Huntington, West Virginia for a rivalry matchup against Marshall this weekend. Welcome, Alec, to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, man. Well, let's talk a little bit about the moonshine throwdown as it's become uh, known lately on Twitter and elsewhere. And just kind of give us your thoughts on what might happen this weekend. Yeah, it's the <clears throat> the battle for the East Supremacy. Marshall's 4-3, and 2-1 and one in conference, I believe. WKU, obviously, 5-2 and two and 4-0 uh, and oh in conference. So pretty big game here uh, in Huntington on Saturday. Um, I don't think... I don't believe it's supposed to rain, but I know it's supposed to be kind of soggy throughout the bluegrass, so it wouldn't surprise me if it did, mm-hmm. as uh, Huntington's right on the Kentucky-West Virginia border, obviously. But uh should be a, a heck of a battle against two pretty good teams. I believe um, Marshall's coming off a win against FAU on the road. That's and, right. And uh, WKU obviously coming off their uh, pretty big win against Charlotte, 32-14 uh, last Saturday, 16-point margin. So two pretty even... Two pretty evenly matched teams, uh, but WKU's offense starting to hit stride. Ty Story starting to look like uh, he's more comfortable in the offense, starting to look like the the player that uh, Helton uh, brought in or that he had hoped for, um, and the offense finally getting st- uh, something going. So, uh, you know, g- good momentum to have going into a big game like this. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on on both sides of the ball here. I mean, the the WKU offense is trending upwards, and the WKU defense is kind of continuing where it's been. So do you think that this game puts a little bit more pressure on the defense to continue its hot streak against a a Marshall offense that's been putting up some points on people? Or do you think it's honestly a little bit more pressure going on the road? Because even against uh, Charlotte, the WKU offense played better, but they were outscored, you know, they got scored on first so it was a little bit of a response game so which one do you think is bigger in this game well I think I I think it's the offense with the most pressure because I mean the coaching staff both Brian Ellis and Todd Helton have reiterated that the offense is going to have to put up some more points than what they had been obviously I think um, 30 was the season high for the offense so they're definitely got some good momentum going into this game but um, I think the pressure's on them to continue I mean the defense is going to go out there and they're going to do what they do, but I mean, sometimes good, sometimes good offense beats good defense. So there's only so much that can happen. But yeah, I mean, the defense is going to have to go out there. Um, pro- don't want to just let them run all over, walk all over, the, um, walk all over them to begin the game. But I, I think um, I think the offense has to continue to build on the momentum, um, make plays when they're there. That was a big theme, is you know. We're asking Brian Ellis what do you got to do to make those big plays more consistent. He said we got to make them when they're there. Um, they're not always going to be there. 
Um, and sometimes when you call, when you uh, call a big play, you, you kind of maybe you know it's not going to work, but you got to put some pressure on the defense, kind of stretch them out a little bit. It can't be just all within that intermediate mark. So, um, but when they're there, they got to be made. Um, they made most of them on Saturday. Uh, you know, uh, Jaquez Sloan dropped what would have been a 65-yard touchdown, I believe. Uh, so I'm sure that was definitely addressed in film because he was he was very wide open. It was a good throw by Story. Um, so they're gonna have to make plays like that, especially on the road against a pretty good team. You know, against Charlotte, you have a little bit more margin for error because you're talking about that was a two and four team coming in. But against Marshall on the road, and what could be the battle for the East, um, could determine who gets to represent the East in the Conference USA title game. You're gonna have to make plays like that. Well, and another key matchup to look at is this WKU run defense against Marshall running back Brendan Knox. He was named the Conference USA Offensive Player of the Week on Monday afternoon. He had a career-high 220 yards and two touchdowns in their close 36-31 win at FAU. He's a very good running back, but I just can't really see that he is any better of a running back, not dispelling how great that he probably is, but you know, this is a team that's already faced the storied rushing attack of Army and just completely shut that down. And, I mean, Marshall, I, I know they're a good team this year, and, and they are, but I just don't see that, that this Marshall offense is going to be able to just run all over the place on WKU, and I don't really see him being able to throw all over the place either. They have scored a lot of points, but... They've also given up some points, too. That This defense is not great. They, they commit some penalties on both sides of the ball. And, you know, this is a game, I think, that has major implications. Tyson Helton is trying to kind of downplay some of this stuff, but just how big, in your opinion, would it be for this team? I mean, in this game, they could add upon their two-game lead in the East, which would be big. They would be able to clinch their sixth win, bowl eligibility, and it's not even November yet. So just how big would that be for the WKU team overall? I mean, it would be a huge confidence booster. But Helton said in the press conference on Monday that they're, you know, I mean, it's Helton, I think, has it on the back of his mind, but it's not something that's being consistently preached. Uh, and I think that's probably for the right reasons. Don't want to put too much pressure on the guys. Don't want, to, don't want them thinking about it. But, I mean, that would be huge for the program just from, from a, you know, going from a three wins. I mean, at this point last year, they had one win. And if, you know, if all things go well on Saturday, they're going to have six before the turn of the month. So that's pretty, that's pretty big. And then I, I don't know, because I don't know the scenarios right off the top of my head, obviously. But I, you would have to think that they would have a, a really good chance of clinching the East if they win this game. I, it, I mean, the, the lead almost seems insurmountable at this point. Um, if you're 5-0 if you're and oh, – in conference, what do you got? Eight conference games. Yeah, I mean that would be in Marshall, who is probably right now the main competition, uh, and FAU too. They're tied for second yeah, right so now. They have both those teams back to back. If they win those games, that they would clinch it for sure. All right. But um, but I mean, you get Marshall. I mean, it would major leg up on everybody else. So I mean, it's got to be in the back of the mind of the coaching staff. Uh, this is a huge game for them. It's a separating game. I mean, if they lose it, it's not the end of the world. They're still very much in play for a bowl. They got. I mean, they'll. I would assume they would win one of their next. Well, they got four games after this one. Mm -hmm. They'd win one of the four, the next four. Um, but uh, to go from essentially worst to first would be quite something else, and essentially do it in in two months. I mean, uh, of, of this season, that, that'd be quite an achievement for Helton and company. 
Well, and, and like you said, I mean, we don't know all the scenarios just off the top of our head, but the way that it looks right now, WKU sitting at 4-0 and in the conference, FAU and Marshall are both sitting at 2-1 and in the conference. So if WKU wins both of these games, there's no way. that I mean, they've got the East locked up. Yeah. But if they lose one of these games, it adds an interesting wrinkle if they end up losing to Marshall because if Marshall ends up with the same conference record, they would hold this, the tiebreaker over FAU and over WKU if, if that was a, a, a potential yeah. tiebreaker. But honestly, if, even if WKU loses this game, I still feel like it might come down to WKU and FAU, which is an even more important game next weekend. Mm -hmm. I think that obviously you don't want to look ahead if you're the team, but for us, you know, we're able to look ahead and say FAU is really the one that they've got to get because it is at home, and that's one you feel like you got to win your home games. A road game, this one would almost be one that they could steal on the road. Would you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I mean, you're playing with house money. I mean, that's what happens when you start five. 4-0 Four and zero in conference. This would be five and zero. Right. Excuse me. Four and zero in conference. You can kind of play a little bit with house money, um, especially with road games like this. So, you know, they've already picked up a pair of conference road wins. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a little bit like um, there's pressure. There's all you, you. There's an angle where you can say there's a lot of pressure, and there's also an angle where you can say there's really none because they're undefeated in conference. They don't have to. I mean, they want to. I mean, they want to win every game they play, but I mean, that's not easy. Um, I don't think anyone expects WKU to go ten and two on the regular season. So I mean, you can you can have a loss, and then you can learn from it, and um, and you can get better. I mean, that's so. I th- th- there's yeah. I mean, you're playing with house money. I mean, like I said, if you win this game, you're putting yourself in great position. But if you lose, it's not the end of the world. No, no. This is far from some season-ending loss or in anything like that that wouldn't put the, the season in a downward spiral or anything. But one other interesting note about this game is that this is Marshall's homecoming game. And with homecoming, it's one of those things where traditionally teams would schedule lesser opponents or things like that because you obviously don't want to lose on your personal homecoming. So, and I, I don't really know that that's the case here. It might even just be that homecoming is a special event and they want to have a special rivalry game. But it does add a little bit of intrigue to this matchup. And another layer of that is for defensive coordinator Clayton White. He has a little bit of history with Marshall head coach Doc Holliday. They overlapped a little bit while he was playing and also kind of learning to become a young coach at NC State. And some of Doc Holliday's comments on Monday kind of indicated that I wouldn't say that he's not worried about this WKU defense and what they've done so far, but he kind of made it seem like I've already seen this defense before because Clayton White and his crew have been there and they were maintained. Do you think that that might be a mentality that Marshall might want to avoid because they have not seen this WKU defense? Yeah, I mean, you got to take each game one at a time. Um, And obviously the WKU defense from – a year ago to this one is completely different. I believe Clayton White was on staff last year. I believe Helton retained pretty much all the defensive staff. It was right. the offensive one that got overhauled. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think that that's um, – I wouldn't look too much into that. I mean, it's, you know, like I said, from last year to this year, it's completely different, the defense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I as far as that goes, I mean, it's going to be a hard-fought game, and I think that's the mentality both teams have to – have to have it's going to be a dog fight and you know whoever wants whoever executes and whoever wants it more is ultimately going to come going to come out on top so 
Yeah, and, and one other thing to note about this game as well is kind of an unfortunate incident that happened earlier this week with a Marshall football player. He was actually one of their better safeties in that defense for Marshall was a, a player named Brandon Lamar Drayton is his full name, but he was charged in a criminal complaint Wednesday with felony strangulation and domestic battery. So he's obviously not going to be playing. He's suspended from the team, probably will likely eventually be removed and things like that. So there's just a whole lot of things going on around both of these programs right now. It's homecoming, the rivalry, the East standings, this controversy kind of going on at Marshall and WKU trying to get bowl eligible. So it seems like there's something's got to give on Saturday. Something, something's got to come to a head and kind of come and figure out what settles this thing, you know. So if you had to give kind of your prediction or your guess for where this thing ends up, one way or the other, what are you thinking right now? Um, let's see, Marshall's currently favored. I think they either opened or are currently at four and a half. They, uh, I think they opened around five. It was like six. It was as high as six and a half, and now it's around now. four and a half. Yeah, it, so it's. I, I think the last I saw was four and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's a tough game to call. I, I think WKU would cover that, but as far as like picking a team specifically. Um, I, I'll go WKU because they their defense has shown the ability to shut down opposing teams and and the offense is somewhat hitting a stride or at least they looked a lot better on um, Saturday, albeit against a bad defense. But I mean, they did what they should, so I mean credit due there. Um, but I, I'll go WKU in a close game. Yeah, and and I I tend to agree. I. I think that this WKU defense has really shown something special, and if they can keep it up on the road against a quality opponent in Marshall, it's going to be something pretty special to see. And that is one thing to note is that um, the game is actually set for a 1.30 kickoff. Helton said on Monday that his team likes the earlier kickoff, so we'll see if that plays any into it. It is a little bit of a road trip up to uh, Huntington, I West like Virginia. The early, I like the earlier kickoffs, too. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we all do. It's nice. You, you get out, you start your day, yeah. and, and everything. You, so. have a, you have a night to enjoy. Right, right. And that, and that goes for everyone. Obviously, mm-hmm. the players are thinking the same way, yeah. too. So, and, uh, you know, like we said, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a road trip up to Huntington, West Virginia. We'll be there. Me and Alec will both be there in attendance along with several other riders from the area. So we'll be giving you all the great coverage that you guys expect. So, Alec, uh, we appreciate you coming on. Of course. All right, man. Well, guys, as usual, I had a really great time talking to football beat writer Alec Jesse. He came through and gave you guys the rundown of what happened last weekend on homecoming against Charlotte and what you need to be on the lookout for this weekend when the Hilltoppers take the field once again against the Marshall Thundering Herd. Now, let's transition a little bit. I was able to talk with head coach Tyson Helton earlier this week, and he had some solid insights to share. Listen in to what he had to say at his Monday press conference. It's always in the back of your mind, but I, it's not something I talk about with the team or anything. It's just one game at a time mentality. Uh, you know, I think if you start to focus on, oh, yeah, we, you know, I want to be more than just bowl eligible, you know. Uh, that's the goal. Let's go win a conference championship. That's the name of the game. And then everything else falls into place. It happens naturally. Would I be very happy to be bowl eligible? There's no question about it. Uh, I just want to go play Marshall, get a win at Marshall, and then keep on going. 
All right, guys, that was a great quote from head coach Tyson Helton at his Monday press conference, but we actually have some bonus football content this week in the form of quotes from offensive coordinator Brian Ellis and defensive coordinator Clayton White. Both coaches are going to give you guys the rundown of where WKU is at on both sides of the ball ahead of the moonshine throwdown rivalry game this weekend, so stay tuned for their thoughts. Yeah, I hope it. Well, you know, I hope it gives them confidence both in what we do and then what, you know, how how they can go out and perform. You know, I, I think we got a group of really really good football players. We just we're coming along, we're coming together. Um, you know, it, it's about at the end of the day, it's about executing and, and getting the job done. Uh, you know, they, doing it in practice, doing it when there's nobody around is one thing, but actually doing it on Saturday nights when when everybody's watching, that's that's where we get to be special, and that's what I hope as we move forward these last five games, we can get done. I think the most important thing our guys got to understand that a team that, that's, that's good like Marshall, they're going to make plays, they're going to they're going to move the ball, they're going to you know they're going to have some production. Um, our goal is to try to force field goals whenever they get into that area, and we just got to fight. And you know, one of the best ways to one of the best red zone defense is just don't let them get down there. So uh, that's always one of our one of our quotes. But uh, we want to make sure that we stay focused. You know, as it, the longer the drive gets, the more our focus uh, our, our focus should pick up. All right, guys, welcome back to Drake's Views from the Hill, where I'm going to be giving you guys a rundown of all the major happenings each week in the world of WKU sports. Last weekend, two Lady Topper programs had completely opposite fortunes in their outings against league foes, and I'm here to give you guys the recap. The WKU soccer team dropped two consecutive Conference USA road matchups over the weekend in the Lone Star State falling 2-0 to zero to North Texas and 1-0 to zero to Rice. The Lady Toppers dipped to 8-6-1 overall and moved from being tied for second place last weekend to now holding sole possession of fourth place in the conference standings with 12 total points. The Lady Toppers have now been shut out four times this season and they were shut out in back-to-back -back games for the first time in 2019. WKU will look to right the ship on senior night against UAB on Friday. The WKU volleyball team moved to 21-1 last weekend and secured its 20th straight season with at least 20 wins, defeating rival Middle Tennessee State and Texas San Antonio in a pair of clean 3-0 sweeps. The Lady Toppers are currently on a 17-game winning streak, have notched an NCAA best 15 sweeps this season, and moved up one spot to a number 23 ranking in the latest AVCA Division I coaches poll released last Monday. With zero unbeaten teams remaining in NCAA, the Lady Toppers also own the best winning percentage in the nation at .955. Volleyball beat writer Caden Gaylord had the chance to speak to head coach Travis Hudson on Sunday. Here's what he had to say after his team continued to add upon the best start in the program's storied history. Well, I think I like what we're doing better lately. You know, we had a stretch, which most teams do in the, you know, in the middle of the season there where I didn't like where we were and... Uh, I think we're starting to pull out of that a little bit. It, it's pretty normal. You start getting toward the end of the season. You can see the end of the road, and um, and you hope that things start coming together again, and they certainly have. 
And thank you so much, Drake. Per usual, views from the hill. This is something I like, man. I like that. Drake, you the man with that. With that being said, you know what time it is. Myself, Mark Webster, accompanied by Caden Gaylord. It is now time for debate time. We've been talking previous weeks about WKU football, whether it's been from offensive perspective and the defense perspective. But now we're getting right into it. Caden, what is going on, man? Man, how you doing on this fine Thursday after, well, nighttime now? Yeah, because, you know, that's when we recorded, but that's all good, man. So, Caden, man, a lot's been going on. WKU, they won. They beat, they beat Charlotte. They beat Charlotte. You know, it's it's win, 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 seems for this WKU football team. But does it stop now? Does it stop now? Is this a must-win game for WKU taking on the Marshall Thurbers? Is it a must-win game? I'm going to say no. It's not a must-win game. Um, looking at the schedule for the future, I mean, let's look at this schedule. They, To me, this is one of the hardest schedules left in CUSA. You have to face Marshall, FAU, then a non-conference against Arkansas. Which Southern, is 2-5. Two, two and five. Yes, but it's still SEC either way. Southern Miss and then your rival MTSU. Now, that's a hard, that's a hard schedule. And I feel like it is kind of unrealistic to say that they win all of those games. It's not unrealistic, but right. but like to say that they beat all those teams, especially because FAU is sitting in third in the East at two and one, four and three overall, and USM is sitting where are they at? They're third as well, two and one. So a pair of two and one teams in Conference USA. You know they're they're good teams, yeah. so it's, I feel like it's kind of say I feel like it's kind of unrealistic to say that they're going to win all these games. So that's why I'm not calling this Marshall game a must quote unquote must win game. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? I was talking to Drake earlier, and I was kind of off off the mic. And I think this game is really going to test WKU mentally. You know, four and zero right now. You know, four game win streak. It's it's kind of one of those things where like. WKU is like riding a really, really high horse. I mean, they're getting all these football, they're getting these, these tennis shoes after for Victory Monday, and the guys are playing flat out amazing, right? And sometimes in life, and they're only one win away from bowl eligibility. So in the back of their mind, they know that they know that they they win this game, they're at least guaranteed, you know, something. Right. You know, they're gonna be in the talks. Seven kind of makes you like solidified most definitely. But you know, it, aside of the point of that is. I think this game is a must-win game for WKU's football program. The reason why I say that is because you have to look at it. You know, you have to go by momentum. You know, you, you're playing Marshall, then you turn around and play FAU at home on the 2nd, which is a game that's starting at uh, 3, 3 p.m. But to win a uh, to win a, a tough game against Marshall on the road, that is going to let you – that is going to let everyone know that this team means business. After losing, you know, this is the same team that lost to Central Arkansas the first game of the season. So I think it's a must-win game for WKU. Now, if they lose it, it's not like their season's over. But I say keeping up the mentality, I wouldn't mind WKU winning this game and then maybe possibly losing one game like to Arkansas, you know. Just staying perfect in Conference USA, putting the period on it. Right. Well, I, even with that, you know, right now they're the best team in Conference USA. They have – a two-game lead right now uh, with Marshall at 2-1, Western's 4-0. So let's say they lose this game, right? Marshall's 3-1, Western's 4-1. They still are a game ahead. So there's no pressure in that sense right there. But, I mean, Marshall owned the tiebreaker if they both, you know, end up with the same record. But still, you know, it's not – 
it's not a must win yet. Marshall's a good team, even at four and three. I mean, they just beat FAU, who is sitting comfortably. They're third plate. They're tied for second right now. But Marshall, since Marshall has a tiebreaker, they're second. But they just beat F- FAU. You know, Western is rolling high right now off the Army win, off the Charlotte win, where Ty Story played the best game that he has played this season. You Would you agree? Yeah, without doubt, yeah. So I mean that's what I'm saying. Like but, it's, it 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 will be a great it's going to be a great win, but I don't feel like it'll be a detrimental loss to say it is a must win game. Yeah, without doubt. I mean, like I said, this is that's why we call it debate time because it's either it's really based on our opinions. But you know, looking at their last game, you know, the Lucky Jackson was the I believe offensive player of the game. You right. know, his you know from the from the amazing pass he threw, he threw a touchdown in the game. And he also had a couple other, you know, spectacular plays. The so, Western special. Yeah, the Western special. So it's one of those things where WKU, they have to really feed off of momentum, you know. Right. And if they do, and it's one of those things where they got to. They have to. If they and don't. With Sam talking about Lucky, I feel like that's the first time all year that he's been used the way that I feel like he should be used. You know, trick plays. Using his speed to his advantage, you know he didn't. You know his the game against Louisville was probably his worst game that I've seen him play, uh, dropping the ball multiple times. But like this game, five receptions, 141 yards. I'm pretty sure he was only targeted five times as well. Mm-hmm. So five for five with 141 yards. You know, playing using this man to his strengths. He's the one of the fastest players on the team. You know, so I'm glad that they're finally using him that way, and I'm glad to see Ty Story be able to carry the load when Gage Walker isn't, you know, producing 100 yards. You know, he was 21 for 70. So I think, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not a must-win game because they we've seen what they can do and what yeah. they're capable of. So to say that this is a must-win, I think it's just a little overstep because you still have to play FAU, USM, Southern Miss, and MTSU. So, so do you think Western wins this game? I think, yes, I think they will win this game. I think it's going to be a – uh, 30, 30 something to thirty something game. It'll be a close game. I mean, Western and Marshall is always a good game. You know, I I see this. Marshall is a high power team, high offensive team. You know, they average almost a hundred more yards than Western does. Mm-hmm. So it'll see. It'll be interesting to watch that Western defense versus the Marshall offense and see who comes out on top. Yeah. So you think it's gonna be? That's that's what you're looking forward to is the Western defense versus the Marshall offense. Yes. Now looking at Marshall's players, I see you got the stats up. If I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. Yeah. So tell me a little. Tell us. Tell the listeners and a little bit about Marshall's offense for people that might be not familiar. So before the Charlotte game, Charlotte's running back Benny LeMay was the leading rusher in Conference USA. Yeah. Western shut the, shut him down. So now the leading Conference USA rusher is Marshall's running back Brendan Knox, who literally lit up FAU last game. Uh, on the season right now, he has 118 yards, uh, 118 carries for 719 yards and seven touchdowns. That ball can flat out play. As, 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 I mean, that's just crazy. And uh, the leading receiver is, let me pull his name, Amari Leveus, who has 22 receptions for 269 yards and two touchdowns. So it's, it's pretty clear, and the quarterback is uh, Isaiah Green with 140. 114 uh, throwing completions, 1,377 yards, 10 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. So you see that the offense runs through the running back, Brendan Knox. And it's just going to be like the Charlie game. Shut down the running back, make the quarterback throw the ball. So it'll be interesting to watch to see what Western does to be able to do that. You know, 
I think they will pull it out. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. You know, I think this will probably be the most points Western's given up in CUSA play this game. But I still think they come out with the win. Man, hey, like I said, you guys are going to have to stay tuned because, like I said, we always, each week, myself, Caden, we're going to be able to talk this stuff to you, you know, about WKU's football, whether it's like this week it was about must-win games. I I think it's a must-win game for him. Caden, of course, is going to disagree. <laughs> so you guys are going to have to stay tuned to next time. All right, guys, I really appreciate Caden and Mark coming on and giving us our weekly dose of debate time. But with all that being said, that's about all we have for you guys this week. But we will be back next Friday morning when the Topper Extra newsletter hits your inbox bright and early. Between now and then, hit us up on social media. Mark is on social media at Talk It Up Sports. That's T-A-L-K-I-T-U-P-S-P-O-R-T-S. And the Herald is on social media at W-K-U-H-E-R-A-L-D. And on Twitter, we have our additional Herald Sports page at W-K-U-H-E-R-A-L-D-S-P-O-R-T-S. Reach out, hit us up during the week, and let us know your feedback on the show. We'll be back and talking with you guys next week, but until then, see ya.